Just a menace, ju- just a menace. Menace of sobriety. Just a menace, ju- just a menace. Just a menace, menace of sobriety. Hello and welcome to another episode of Menace to Sobriety with your host with the most, and I don't mean the boast, it's Daniel O'Reilly, aka Dapper Laughs, aka Fridge Freezer, Lemon Squeezer, Ebenezer, Do Your Pleaser. Now listen, I've got a very exciting guest here. This one came about um, in a strange way. I saw his stuff on Twitter, we got kind of chatting, he's in a similar industry, a bit of a different story, and I just thought, yeah, let's get him on, let's have a chat. Let's find out a little bit about how he's doing, what's going on and where he's at. Um, please make sure that you like, subscribe. If you've got any uh, comments or anything, ping them, ping them down in the comment section. I'll try and get hold of everyone and, and reply. And uh, yeah, don't forget, sharing is caring. All right. Sharing the podcast might really help someone. Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to the stage, Mr. Ben Taylor. Hello. How are you, my friend? Thank and- you for having me. My pleasure, my friend. And it's the magic mod, isn't it? Yeah. That's the stage yeah. name. I mean, I'll be called a, you know, a few names down the path. Me too, but, mate. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm. We'll keep them under the table. <laughs> magic mod. So before we start, mod, obviously, because of the, the the image, I love that. You're like a, well, when's that from? That was from back in like the 50s or something, wasn't it? You I ain't just, old I enough mean, for all that, No, right? listen, my mum and dad were like original mods and I sort of fell into it. One of the first films I ever saw was Quadrophenia. I should yeah. have watched it. It was like an 18. I nicked it from my mum's room once. Yeah. Uh, lucky it was Quadrophenia and nothing else, do you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, right? And then- If it had you would have been fucked shot. Me, I would have been ruined. <laughs> Yeah, different type of conversation. But I mean, like, yeah. saw that, and I just loved the whole, you know, Phil Daniels is Jimmy. Watched yeah. it. I thought, I mean, he's the coolest geezer in mm. the world. I want a bit of that. Yeah. And the whole music, the Who, I mean, the Jam are my favourite band still wow. out. You know, mm. when I first listened to uh, um, Setting Suns, the album, fucking changed my life. Yeah. And uh, it really grew from there. And then along came the magic, and then the name just fitted so well, the Magic Mod. Wow, I love that. So you're a magician. I love the barnet as well. Do the ladies <laughs> like that? Well, listen, the missus does. That's all that matters, right? Yeah, that's right. That's what I say about me belly as well. <laughs> Same situation with that, mate. <laughs> but, um, all right, so you're a magician, yeah? So, yeah. um, you ever done like X Factor or anything like that? Or Britain's Got Talent? I did, yeah. I mean, Britain's Got Talent, I've done a few times. Um, it's, it's weird. I actually got an email from them once and they saw some of my stuff online and asked me if, if I would like to turn up and... and you know, be part of this. And uh, I'll be honest with you. Mm. It's, what they do is they give people a great opportunity. Yeah. And it's a great platform and you can go from nothing and end up being someone. Mm. But I just don't think my, my acts suit of suits them. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Because it's like a rock and roll version. If I went on there, I'd probably have to tame it down to where I probably only do one trick and don't end up speaking. Yeah. Is it a bit adult, your comedy? Yeah. I mean, it's a bit like, imagine getting Liam Gallagher, Paul Weller, and then like Tommy Cooper and molding them all in together. Oh, I fucking love Tommy Cooper. And Paul Daniels as well. And then you get the magic mod. Paul Daniels, is he? Are you like a fan of Paul Daniels? Oh, do you watch that documentary, Paul Daniels? He was a bit weird. He, he fucking was, man, wasn't he? But all the, all the geniuses are, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. I mean, look I at mean, me. Yeah, I'm a strange yeah. fucker. Yeah. <laughs> Didn't want to say anything. <laughs> but like, um, yeah, yeah. I, grew, I got a Paul Daniels magic set when I was about seven years old, mm. mate. And, uh, you know, that's what the magic you started there. If you pardon yeah. the pun, it just that was it, mate. That yeah. was household name. Used to love Paul Daniels. I've been, I saw some some of his live shows when I was younger. But, um, but look, listen. The reason why you're here, we're going to get into everything. But the reason why you're here is, um, I, I see your, I see your stuff on Twitter. Yeah, you're quite open about um, your sobriety journey. How how sober are you? 
So uh, my sobriety date is June the 30th. So wow. I'm coming up to a year. Wow. And, you know, if, if you were to tell me this last year, mate, there was absolutely no fucking chance I would have believed you. You know mm. that I'm coming up to a year because I was that. A lot of people don't know this. And when they listen to this, they're going to understand more of the story and probably mm. put a few pieces of the puzzle together. Yeah. Um, I had a lot of things going on, mate. And I knew that it was self-destructive. I probably will get emotional because it's the that's first time I've really, that's really right. opened up yeah. about it. All right. So you better be a good hugger. Yeah. Right. Oh, yeah, mate. Yeah. I'll <laughs> do a only a hug. We're all right. Yeah. I'll do a little reach around, mate. <laughs> Guess never come back. First time for everything. No, mate, but right? um, that's all right, mate. No, listen, I'm, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm renowned for crying on this thing, but, um, but yeah, mate. So look, listen, this is what really interested me is that you're a new, like you're a newbie, like, like me, you're new to the sobriety, but I think this is such a raw time. It's such a a beautiful time in, in your life where, you know, you you know, the the beginning of sobriety is so hard. Um, and then you start fucking seeing it like it can be life. Do you know what I mean? So it's it's a beautiful time for you to share your journey and to, to tell people what it's like now. Um, and uh, and all of that, all the positive stuff. But before we get into that, I like to sort of delve into how it got bad for you, where it all started. But before that, how did you become a magician? Talk me through that because I've got a feeling that the industry has probably got a part to play in this whole fucking thing. Yeah, I mean, so yeah. how I become a magician is I started, as I said, like at a young age with yeah. a magic set, and I, I always wanted to be a footballer. Right, right. I thought I was half decent. My dad thought I was half decent. My mum thought I was shit. Right. She said, don't waste your time. She's real. Yeah, exactly. My yeah. dad was thinking he'd play for Fulham one day and make me a few quid. Yeah. Your man's thinking of but money. He was, you know, my mum and my dad are my best mates. I've got such a great relationship with them. I ended up in a football academy for two years. And uh, if I'd be totally honest with you, it weren't for me. Mm. There was people there. I thought I was half decent and I'm turning up to training with people who make me look fucking amateur. Right. Mm. And I'm, I thought, I, I can't, this ain't for me. And I really lost love of it. And I was doing academic studies as well. And we were, I was at John Ruskin College in, in I think it's Selsden. Mm. I, I, must, I might be wrong there, but I know it's somewhere in Croydon. And uh, I just lost it. I lost the whole love for football. And I thought, I mean, I'm- How old were you then? Oh God, 18. I oh, think. right. I I so you're starting life. Yeah, and you thought it yeah. was going one way and you're like, fucking hell. How mean, am I going to tell my dad? I never, I never mm. ended up drinking until I was about 19. I was a late drinker, mate. You oh, know, really? because I was so fixed on being fit. And I, I, that was all I did was uh, I used to eat, sleep and drink football. You know, mm. that's what I wanted to do. I had a dream and I managed to play for some good local teams at a semi-professional level and all that. And but I was never, I was never quite good. I had the fitness and I was, mm. I was quick, but I was always easily pushed off the ball. Yeah. All right. Um, wouldn't have a problem now with the amount of fucking weight I put on, mate. But, <laughs> yeah. You know, it, it sort of messes with your head. And then like, I just, I sort of fell into this magic industry or in the career because I just found it so easily to do tricks. And then, you know, it's like 10% magic and the rest is patter. I don't, I don't have a problem mm. talking. I could talk for England, mm. you know, and I find it that, I mean, I've always loved magic, always loved magic. And I've always had a deck of cards on me, mm. but I never thought I was going to do like a career out of it or end up mm. doing shows. And it's given me everything, absolutely everything to to be able to say that I've been on tours with my heroes, to be able to say I've played in some of the most iconic venues, not only in the UK, but in the world, in front of people from like 300 to 3,000 to I think the biggest one, something like 6,000, to mm, end up on TV wow. shows, to have done Soccer AM, you know, other yeah. sports shows. And all that through magic, a deck of cards, and just believing in myself. Yes, yeah, At the same time, it's hard. And, and where the drinking came in is 
I found it, oh, this is going to get me. I found it very hard to separate from being the Magic Mod and Ben Taylor because right. everyone knew me as the Magic Mod. And that's what really upset me that not many people even knew my real name. Mm. It was just like, all right, Mod, all right, Magic. And then it's like, what's your real name? No one, no one gave a fuck yeah, who yeah. Ben Taylor is. It was the Magic Mod. Mm. And, and I think that's where the, the addiction started, mate, to be totally honest with you. It's because I felt like I had to keep this sort of like, I mean, people label me as rock and roll's favorite magician. You know what I mean? So mm. I feel, felt like I had to live up to that reputation. And mm. by me caring what people thought of me, mm. nearly fucking ruined me, mate. Mm. You know? Did, did you find then like, because I, one thing I could completely relate to is the feeling you get doing live shows, right? I've, I've done, uh, you know, stand up comedy my whole life. And um, it's very hard for me when I, um, I'd done the O2, the Indigo at the O2, and I was dying for a, to get on the fucking bag, mate. It was weird. Yeah. I stopped at the beginning of the night, you know, I was nervous. I had a couple of beers and a fucking couple of shots, uh, which is terrible, really, because I, I was pretty drunk when I'd done the show. So it was nowhere near up to the standard it should have been. Um, and before, years ago, before when I'd done the Troxy, I actually done an all night at the night before in front of that. was one of the biggest shows I've ever done, sold out the Troxy. And I'd done an all night at the night before because I just, I, I just, I wanted to get the show done and I wanted to get on it. It was weird. And with with the O2, as soon as I came off stage, I got on it. It was like I did not want the high to finish. It was like the high from the show. I didn't want the high to finish, and that caused me so many problems because my missus was away on on her honeymoon and stuff. But not honeymoon on her honeymoon on the fucking Hindu. But I think, correct me if I'm wrong. That high that you get from performing. And like being you, it almost makes Ben feel shit. Do you know what I mean? You, you've just nailed everything there, mm. you know, and I'm so glad that someone else is saying what I'm going to say. And honestly, that is the first time I've ever heard it from someone else. But you're right. I'm mm. on that stage. People are shouting at you. Sometimes it's, it's you yeah. know, lovely stuff. And then you, yeah, you it's, know, right. you it's get, attention though. I love it though. I love it. And I'm very good with the comebacks. So it doesn't bother me. I encourage it. But as soon as you get off that stage, I needed to replace, I needed that buzz. Yeah. So I ended up going, finding the gear, you know, mm. got to the point where everyone else was, oh, let's watch the rest of the shows and that. And I fucked that. I locked myself in the room, play music, be racking them up. You know what mm. I mean? Because as you said, the highs are fucking fantastic. And mm. as soon as you're off that stage, right, I need to, I need the mm. high again. And sometimes I was up for fucking a couple of days on an all nighter, still living off that. Oh, I've just played this venue. Fucking brilliant. And all the, Fuck me! Mm. Why, why was I acting like mm. that? The, my addiction got the better of me. Mm. I think. I think what it is uh, uh, as well. Um, just to, if you don't mind me interjecting, but I think what just because I really relate to what you're saying. Actually, um, I really relate to what you're saying. It's like reality wasn't good enough. Do you know what I mean? Real, reality wasn't good enough, and I feel like um, I feel like you almost believe your own hype, and then the the drugs that allows you to sort of continue that. Do you know what I mean? Uh, hundred percent hundred percent i mean this is the weird thing right before a show before i did like um the first shows i mean the first time i ever went out with um like a band or did did stuff with music was with paul weller he gave me uh three shows i did two shows at hammersmith apollo and one show in brighton wow and what so you're warming up for him so i'm so the way it worked with uh paul was i was going around the auditoriums going backstage doing tricks with the bands uh, in the intervals and all that like it was it was fucking fantastic mm. you know Paul Weller blow people out 
grew up uh, listening to as a kid and wow. to be able to call him a friend and remind me in a minute to tell your story about him because there's something that I really want to get out there but mm. you know what, what a lovely moment and then yeah. my the a tour I did when I was away for about three two and a half three weeks was with the Libertines and I thought it was the same thing right I thought it was going to be warming up the crowd and this and that right and then I said right where am I going and then Cole from the band went you're going on the stage I went fucking what like I didn't have an act ready for the stage. I thought I was going to go around the crowd and that. And oh, wow. Right? That's how you... And, and then I that. sort of got a camera ready and all wow. on the side and I was literally like fucking bricking it. Mm. I never touch a drink or anything before a gig, but I have really bad anxiety and I mm. can't do it. Like, So it got to the point when the first show we did was Warrington Par Hall. Mm. I couldn't walk out there. Like, I physically couldn't. It's like I had cement, cement blocks on my feet. Couldn't walk out there. And mm. Cole and Pete come up to me and said, listen, you're here for a reason. We wanted you here. We, we, no one else asked you. We want, we want you here. We know what you can do. Now go out there and show them what you can do. Do you know what? And I learned a lot from that show. Mm. I didn't go out there and fail. You know, yeah. I learned a hell of a lot out of that show. And, and I always say this, mm. for that band, the Libertines, to have given me that chance and that platform forever, they will be brothers to me. And yeah, I've got wow. such a great relationship with them. But at the same time, I mean, it's very well publicised about the libertines and, and, you know, the drinking and the drugs. Yeah. I had to, I thought I had to live up to that reputation. You know, when I come back home, fuck me, he's been on tour with the libertines. Oh, fuck it. I'll go in the pub. What do you want? I'll get, I'll get everyone a fucking beer. You know, not that, not that sometimes we can all afford it, but we want to be the, the center of attention. Yeah, of course. I'll get the bags in. Don't worry about that. You want one as well, son? Yeah, go on, we'll get them. Four, fuck it, get six. Yeah, you know what yeah, I mean? yeah. Of course, I of course. thought I had to live up to this reputation. Mm. Right. So was was you using heavy on that tour, drinking I mean, and that? Was you drinking to get the, the confidence to go on stage? As soon, no. See, before a show, couldn't do it. After, fucking flat out, mate. Mm. There was one night when um, I remember playing cards with them all and uh, we left Plymouth and, and I was drinking fucking shitload. And before in my own dressing room, I was fucking using. And ne next thing you know, we're playing cards and, and I'm just drinking gin out of a teacup. Oof. You know, I don't even like fucking gin, but it's the only thing I can find in the fridge. Yeah. And in a fucking teacup. I mean, I know there's a lyric gin in teacups. Uh, I think it was a baby shambles song, but uh, Albion the song was. But it's like, I'm, mm. I'm thinking, fuck me, this is rock and roll. I'm fucking great here and all this, right? Fucking brilliant. Next thing you know, their managers come down and it's like, I'm the only one on the fucking tour bus now. Everyone else is in bed and I'm just sitting down here drinking, fucking loving my life. It's about six in the fucking morning. Fuck. And he's come down and gone, you're right, are you? And there's fucking, there's pizza on the floor, there's playing cards fucking everywhere. And he went, I think you've got to go to bed, son. Now, they kept me going thinking that I was going to, like, they, they were winding me up, the management thinking, oh, no, you're in big shit now. Because they knew I was always like, uh, I worried about upsetting people. Yeah, so yeah, yeah. That's just the way I am. I hate upsetting yeah. people. And uh, they were keeping me going, going, this might be your last show now. This, I was thinking, Fucking hell, but they were only winding me up yeah. because it was, you know, a magician on a tour bus with the Libertines is unheard of, mate. And um, I remember. <laughs> it, I know, you right. know, it's back when they're complaining about you <laughs> staying up too long with the fuck the Liberty complain. Do you know what I mean? That might have been a moment where you went, I think I might go and issue it. Well, you, they actually said to me, I said, fuck, was I that bad? And they looked at me, all of them, and they were like, mate, you're on fucking tour with the Libertines. I wouldn't worry about it. But I was like, I was just loving my life, mate, because, mm. yeah, of again, course, you know, to be on there with your heroes, <sighs> fucking mm. unbelievable, mate. Yeah, I think there's always an element as well of, as you know, like I always say it, that we've we've all got a certain amount of, like an allocated amount of drink and drugs that we're, you know, that we're allocated in our life. And um, 
if you do it too quick or in a short amount of time, it can fuck you up. Like it can get, it can get, it can get, it can get you addicted. And you know, I, I put stuff on my social media and people often, there's a lot of lads out there that chip and just like, look, listen, take it or leave it, mate. Just have a couple of lines or a couple of beers. But I think if you have abused it, if you have pushed it too far yeah. a few times, that's what you get used to. That's your idea of a sesh. And I think that there's, you mentioned, you touched on something that we're going to that, that I truly honestly believe that I'm not interested, like I'm, me and you maybe are similar, I'm not interested in a couple of lines or a few drinks. I want to get fucking obliterated, yeah? And it's the self-destruct button, right? I mean, who goes out for fucking one beer? Yeah, I know, You yeah. know what I mean? Oh, let's just have one beer, a couple of beers, then we go, I'm fuck that, mate. As soon as that beer hits my fucking lips, I'm already thinking, where am I going to get a bag from? Yeah. That's how bad it was, mate. Yeah, and yeah. And it's not that, I, you know, you know yourself, right? And I, there's something that I... I'm going to say as well that I, I saw you say it once, right? When you admitted, fuck, I'm an addict here. I've mm. got a problem. That's when you, re you know, it's took me so long. I mean, I've been doing this mm. whole recovery thing. Started it probably four years ago, going into meetings and doing a couple of weeks off and going, fuck me, this is a doddle. What am I going on about? And then going back on it. Yeah. It's always worse when you go back <coughs> on it. Yeah. And, you know, like now, as I said, the longest I've done it, <coughs> the way I look at it is at the moment I've put my addiction in prison, mm. right? And why it's in prison, it's doing fucking push-ups, yeah, mate. Yeah, yeah. And it's waiting to come back out. And when that addiction comes back out, it's going to be fucking bad. Yeah. And that's why he ain't coming back out again. And yeah. I can say that because I know mm. what I'd done wrong in the past when I was I was going through sobriety and what I'm doing right now. Mm. That's definitely, that, that, that's definitely, you know, the, 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 I think there's stages of it. First of all, questioning yourself. Do I have a problem? People don't want to do that. There'd be lads watching this or people or women out there or people that come across this and they're in that they're watching it going, oh, I think I've got a problem or, you know, I think I, I can't, once I start, I can't stop and it's, and it's ruining everything. But to get to the point where you go, oh, I've got a problem. One, that's fucking scary because it means you're admitting you've got a problem and you've got to stop it. But the scariest point of it all is when you try and stop it and you can't. That's 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 when it hits home that fuck you're fucked. I, I this is going to upset me. There was a time where um, I went to Brighton to see Miles Kane with a friend, and uh, mm -hmm. we went out early doors, and uh, straight away we before we even had a drink, we ended up getting two bags in. We knew what it was going to happen. You know why? Why? Why stop the inevitable? It's going to happen, mate. You know, mm. fuck it. It's easier to get them now at two in the afternoon than it is at fucking one in the morning or whatever. Yeah. And um, I went to the gig and I'm, I'm fucking out of my face, mate. And um, Miles came, brung on Paul Weller to do a, a you know, do a T-Rex number. They both did a song together. And uh, I went out there and, and tapped on the back. It's Concord 2, Concord 2 in Brighton they played. And I, I tapped on the window and... Paul saw me and he waved me in and he, he, he said, are you all right? And I, well, I was fucking like, I said, Paul, I don't think I am, mate. And I was really honest. First time ever I've been honest. And he said, oh, if I was you, mate, I'd lay off the drink and the drugs. And to hear that from someone who's seen it all and done it all and who... But also that must have hurt you a bit. Mate, it's fucking ruined me because like, as I said, and here come the tears probably, I never thought I had a problem. You know, I thought I could do it, but... It was fucking, right, it was like, it was, it was one of them things where, like you said, you don't like to admit you've got a problem and mm. I hit it well, but I think a lot of people knew I've done, let me tell you, Dan, there was this show I did once in London. I didn't even take it seriously. 
I was going to, I was doing a tour. It was like a mini tour. Uh, this was about five, six years ago. And the next day I was in Glasgow. And uh, the Friday I was in London and the mate turned up with some gear. I fucking knocking them out before I even went on the stage. So from me telling you I've never done it before to then I was doing it before I went on. I went on the stage and the bloke was, re he's recorded it. I've listened back to it a few months down. Fuck me. Oh my God. See, the crowd were laughing and they loved it. They loved it because the tricks were still there. The comedy was there, but I'm watching it back and I'm like, you know, your standard is there. I don't, the, I looked, I, I sounded, I just went fuck up. I was just going on talking and talking and, and the comedy, as I said, I was on point. Everything was brilliant, but I'm watching it back and li uh, sorry, listening to it back going, nah, that, that, that's, that's, that's not on. I can't do that. So anyway, from then London ended up getting back at like three, four in the morning. I'm up again at eight to get a plane to Glasgow to do a show. Fucking all day on it, mate. All day on it. Went to this bar. On I your own? Straight. No. So uh, the, these group of lads picked me up who I was doing mm. the show for. I was fucking going for it, mate. Oh. I couldn't give a fuck. They're buying me everything I wanted. You know, I'm not saying I take the piss, but yeah. I was like, well, if you're going to offer boys, do you mm. know what I mean? You know, I mean, you know yourself when people offer you stuff, you go, fuck it. Why not? Yeah. And I, I, I just, I was drinking <clears throat> bottles of fucking Buckfast. I had a miniature of, um, or not a miniature miniature, but like a half a bottle of, half a litre of Jack Daniels. I was doing that. Went on the stage to do my act and people just thought, oh, like I was fucking gone. <laughs> I was absolutely gone. I, you could have told me I was fucking David Blaine. I would have believed you. But they, you must have stumbled on visually. They must have been like fucking They loved it. They, the thing is, they loved it. And that's what, that's what tricked me. Because it believed, it made me think and, I can do this. And you thought, okay. you know, this is what I'm meant to be. I'm like a rock star magician. And and it was awful. Mm. And I remember that the come down, fuck me. I ended up going back to someone's house. I, I had a hotel, didn't go back to the hotel because this geezer was like, do you want to come, do you want to come back to mine? And we got a guitar and all that. And I was like, fuck that. Got a few beers, fuck that. Got a few grams of gear. Fuck me, get the cab, we're going. Do mm. you know what I mean? I couldn't give a fuck about anything else. Yeah. I wanted to go there, you know, and... Fuck is yeah. you know the the thing is right where I am now is I'm I'm able to be honest with myself yeah. and and I'm and that's what makes me so proud I mean you're gonna get people on social media saying oh fuck me he was a gearhead he was this and that yeah. listen mate I'm fucking honest where I was yeah there's a lot of people out there who want to be honest and want to stop but they can't and no for people like that my heart goes out to them yeah I think I think look first of all I commend you and everyone that comes on this podcast to be honest because ultimately the reason why you're talking about it like we said outside, the reason why you're talking about it is to just help someone, you know, because the maddest thing about sobriety is the clarity that you get afterwards from, you know, now, like, like you're looking back going, fucking hell, I can't believe it. That's what I do. I look back and I'm like, how did I fucking get away with that? What was I doing there? And and then you can relate to people that are still stuck in it and you're thinking to yourself, I want to help. And just, just, um, just quickly on, um, you know, you speak, cause I had it the other day. I'd, I had got the right hump on my fucking menace of sobriety Instagram. I was fucking, yeah. I was, and it pisses me off when I'm trying to relax, you know, I'm at home trying to relax and I'll, I'll jump on my Instagram and there's some twat on there, like giving me shit. And most of the time I can just block, like block. And then it's out of my life. Yeah, and yeah. plus they're like, Oh man, he didn't reply. I'm just blocked. But sometimes I'm like, let's go. Oh, mate. It's hard, isn't it? I know you get, you, I, you saw yeah, someone on Twitter. You had some. I mean, everyone, <clears throat> I mean, listen, all right. I do go on about my sobriety. Why? Because I'm fucking proud of it. I also go on about my son. Why? Cause I'm proud of him. Yeah. I also tell everyone since I've played at the Barrowlands, you know, that that's one of the yeah. most iconic venues. How fucking proud. Yeah, I am it's like Carl Froch going on about Wembley, mate. Fuck it. How You're many good. people was it in front of? <laughs> 60,000. <000. laughs> yeah. 
But like, it, do you know what I mean? Legend. You're going to yeah. get people though. And do you know what? I couldn't give a fuck what yeah. people like that thing because I know why I'm doing it. And, <clears throat> you know, I tell people, someone said to me, you know, why do you, you know, sort of um, preach, document, document your, mm. your sobriety. And I'll tell you now why I do it. One, it helps me. Keeps you sober. It helps me. If you say it, you've got to live it. Exactly. And the second one is since I've done the first one, so many people messaged me. Yeah. And this ain't a joke. Mm. Must have been three, four a week. Maybe, yeah. maybe even more asking me, what's the secret? How do you do it? Mm. Let me be honest with you. There is no secret. You know, it's as simple as you need to put the work in. Now, I don't know. I've I've ended up going to the rooms before, right? And the worst thing I ever did was look at people and judge them. The meetings. The meetings, mm. sorry. Yeah. yeah. And, and, and I ended up judging people. The first time I ever did it was when I went, uh, it got so bad, Dan, that I went to, I went away to Manchester to watch one of the best bands, The Rifles. Fucking love them guys. And they stuck me on the guest list down there. And then I ended up watching Fulham play. Sober still. Oh, fuck. No chance, mate. Uh, I was on the piss by about early doors then, mate. This was five, six years ago. Yeah, like okay. Six years ago. Ended up going to Burnley away as well. And, mate, I, I was fucking off my head, mate. Fucking mm. off my head. I ended up in a hotel room on my own. My mates, my mates ended up going out. I stayed in this hotel room and I was fucking sniffing and drinking, watching repeats of when Fulham got to the fucking Europa League final, right? When they beat Juventus 4-1, going, fuck me, that Clint Dempsey, what a player he is. Rewind, watch it again. And then I used watching, to do the same with boxing. It's weird, you get in your own fucking world, mate, where you're just living a dream. I did that. I used to watch boxing clips and then I ended up smashing the fucking hotel room up. Did you? No, no, I just thought it'd be funny. But it didn't work, did it? <laughs> fucking, I ain't going to get a guest, li- uh, guest slot on your tour now, <laughs> no, am I? No, fuck about. Real, I'm trying, mate. But <laughs> I fucking, I ended up like, I was in this hotel room sniffing and then fucking when that went, I called someone else and went, can you drop one off? And then all my mates are like, where are you? And I'm like, oh, I didn't feel well. Little did they know, like they, I think a lot of people knew that I was struggling mm. and, and you know, it takes a big man. And that's why, you know, also I think you need to hear, I'm, I'm also proud of you for what you've done, mate, oh, because thank uh, you, man. people, we've, done, we've watched your career. We've seen the highs and we've seen the lows, mm. right? And for you, what you're doing, mate, I fucking take me out of here <coughs> and you. I am proud of you and I mean that from bottom of my heart I don't you. know you well enough you know yeah. not, you know we've only just met but no thank you fucking man. brilliant mate and I think you need to hear that sometimes thank um, you mate I mean it mate and after that I ended up going to these going to the meetings uh, I got back fucking it's the worst thing you ever need to do you know like I couldn't didn't get a train I ended up getting fucking a, like a, a an eight or a nine hour coach back from London from fucking Manchester. on a come down to, to uh, Gatwick and I'm like sitting there going fucking hell still had a bit of gear in my pocket I was thinking Should I, I'm right by the cubicle here shall I just sneak but I was thinking no can't do it just fucking wise up here and um, that night when I got back I ended up going to this meeting right and I, got, I told my mum me and my mum best relationship ever she's 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 my hero mum and dad are my heroes and, um, and telling them that I had a bit of a problem was fucking awful mate but you know they want the best for me mm. And I like to think I've made them proud. And uh, I, I remember standing outside this door, mate, and I physically couldn't, I couldn't open the door. It's like when I went back to mm, the first tour with to the go on stage. I couldn't do it, mate. <clears throat> I was standing there. I was fucking standing there. And I couldn't do it. And I shut my eyes and no word of a lie, somehow I just walked through it. I don't know what the fuck happened. Somehow, maybe someone was behind going, fuck me, get in there, mate. Mm. You're holding a queue up. You know, I don't know what the fuck it was. Someone got me in there. I don't know how. Mm. And I sat there uh, at the back of the room. Didn't want no one to speak to me. And I'm looking around going, 
fuck me, what am I doing here? Right? And I feel so bad for judging people, mm. for looking at people mm. and judging them. I, I, I would never forgive myself for doing that because that was an absolute disgrace for me to do that because mm. no one told me I had to go there. I told myself I had to go there. Mm. Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I think, look, you're going to, you're people, we judge, man. And, you know, there's a lot of people that are judging us online. There's a lot of people that, I mean, um, and I get, and first of all, well done. I've never done the meetings, but I, I speak to a good, a good friend of mine that were well, a couple of good pals of mine, really close pals of mine, um, Kirk and Matt and a couple of other people that are doing me, that have done meetings or are doing meetings. And they've said that I should try it. And I think that I'm going to, I yeah. just think that I've been scared to do it because it's like another level of admittance. Do you know what I mean? It's like another level of go of of like showing that you've got a problem, and my ego's kind of like you know I'm doing all this work, I'm sober six months, do I need to? But but a lot of people say to me, you know, they've seen people go sober for years and just take one thing and they're fucking. And that's it. And, so you got to put the work in. And that's the scary thing. I mean, I still work. I do my readings. I do my prayers. Doesn't mean <clears> I'm religious. <throat> you know, um, I don't even know what my higher power is. I think if I'm being honest, it's my family and my son that inspire me every day. Of course mate. it is. And you know. What it is, is <clears throat> I've, I've let the, the, the person I'm with, I mean, my previous relationships, them, they, they weren't going anywhere, if I'm being totally honest. They were parties all the time. Yeah, of course. They were fucking parties, mate. And, you know, at the time, of course, you're loving it, ain't you? You think mm. this is brilliant. But when I met Nadine, um, who, mm. fuck me, man, what a woman to put, put up with what I put her through. Do you mm. know what I mean? Like a... Fuck, like yeah, it's deep, man. It, yeah, it is, man. It is, and do you know what? I will talk about it. I won't go, yeah. but I will. You know, there was times where I I let that I let the girl down. There was a time, in particular, when she was pregnant, and um, oh, no. I went away to uh, watch Fulham. She knew I was going to end up on the piss. I wouldn't say she gave me a pass, but it was sort of like, well, I'm here, and I, do you know what I mean? Ended up smuggling fucking uh, half a bottle of Malibu into the ground, just stuck it down my boxes. I thought no one's going to check down there if they ask. I'll just say, you know, that's God's gift to me. You know what I mean, <laughs> eh? All yeah. right. And ended up getting a couple of bags. I fucking left the game at half time. I mean, we were 2 0 up against fucking Hull. I left that half time. I thought, fucking walk in the park. Mm. Right. Ended up in the pub. And, um, I got a call from Leah, who, again, love Nadine's sister. Who, she, she's had to put up shit with, from me as well. And they're both amazing fucking girls, right? And they're a credit to their family. And it, she called me saying Nadine's been rushed to hospital. Basically, she's had a bit of a bleed. Right, I get on, get on the near, you know, the, the soon, as soon as I can, I get on the flight and go home. Do you think that happened? Oh, no, it didn't, mate. I was still out there pissing it up and fucking oh, sniffing mate. up and that when when someone needed me the most. But take the drugs and the drink away. Would I have done that? Absolutely fucking not. Oh. I would have been there. And she knows that. And oh. she she doesn't hold any grudge against me Come because in, she Let's knows, man. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Come on, man. I told you, didn't I? Hey? That's all. I appreciate that. Appreciate it. I know how tough it is, mate, the guilt. But it gets like, it gets worse. I was fucking... I wasn't even answering my phone, mate. I was just the, because I got away with so much in the past. Because I used hmm. to, you don't give a fuck. Piss on the time. Yeah. But the thing is, I do. No, I, do, I know. But when you know, have a drink yeah. and a drug, you're the most selfish person, and that's not who hmm. I was. Was she all right? Oh yes, thank God she was, mate. It was uh, just a bit of a scare, and you know, in September twenty uh, sixth, 
my beautiful boy, mm. who's amazing, Lonnie, named after Lonnie Donegan, the singer. He uh, he come out and and my life did change me. Mm. It did, and um, I thought this is it now. But then same thing happened. I used to go out after shows mm. and that, mm. and I'd forget where I'd fucking live. You know what I mean? And it's a fucking horrible thing, mate, to know you've got everything because I have got everything. You know, I don't care about fucking. Um, Mm. Big houses, expensive, this expensive. Mm. No, no. What you lose, you lose your missus and your I, kids. You I could, see. you could have fucking twenty million pound in the I, bank. You wouldn't give a fuck. I wouldn't give a fuck. I mean, I'm on nineteen million at the moment, so you know. <laughs> yeah. But like, it's, who you playing for? Yeah, fuck <laughs> you. Know, it's yeah. like, um, yeah. I just <clears throat> I, having a family and being happy mm. was all I ever wanted, mate. Yeah. Right, and I would have given up everything to have done it. Right, and and the the. My addiction was was mm. was bringing me further away, and f- the reason I say she's put up with fucking mm. hell of a lot, and she is the most amazing person yeah. I've ever met. You know, and I'm not just saying that for her to listen to and go, oh, "Fuck me, that's amazing." Just to butter up, she fucking is, mate, and I do tell her, and she has been hard on me because she knows oh, yeah. that I deserve it. You know, and she's yeah. from Northern Ireland, so I wouldn't yeah. want to fucking mess with her. <laughs> mate, you know what I mean, yeah, but like. It hasn't been easy, mate. And to have done that, I mean, that was the worst one. And I didn't want to speak. I didn't want to talk about it. But no, I could tell it's, look, I can tell it's on, It's there and you want to fucking let it out. These things are like therapy sessions. When they're there, you've got to let them out. And if it's any sort of condolences to you or if, it's, if, or if it eases it anymore, my, um, that's, my, uh, that's my pain as well. Smack, getting smashed on the wedding day, not remembering much of that. Um, all the times I've kicked off at her drunk and... Um, you know, wetting the baby's head for days after both my kids yeah. were fucking born. Do you know what I mean? Um, and a similar situation. I was, I was, I was out in town for my mate's birthday. Just me and him, fucking bang on it. And um, some, some, someone tried to break in my house with, with my missus was there with, with my baby. And I sent my mates around there instead of going home. It was, you know, and it's the same thing. The selfishness, the, the absolute sheer selfishness of, of drinking drugs. But there's two ways to look at this because. I find the the guilt and the shame heartbreaking when I when I think about it. But the mad thing is, through my sobriety, the first few months, everything hits you like a ton of bricks, man, because your emotions are there for the first time. Every time we got emotional before, we drink, right? Yeah, yeah. get smashed. Anytime, if you're really happy with emotions, you drink. You're celebrating. Yeah. If you're really sad, you drink. Commiserate yourself. Commiserate whatever. Um, any excuse actually to drink. Life was a fucking party, right? Exactly. And um. When you go sober and all your emotions start coming up, it was really, really difficult because with ADHD as well, I don't know if you've I've got ADHD and, and it really heightens your emotions. You get low dopamine levels, really fucking intense emotions. And I found it really, really difficult coping with my thoughts about stuff I'd done wrong because my ego is mental. I never thought I'd done nothing wrong. I'm allowed a sesh. I'm allowed to drink. Look at the fucking house you're living in. Look at the fucking work I'm doing. I'm grafting. Oh, yeah. Fuck me. Let me enjoy myself. Everything's fucking hard work. And then slowly over time, I've, I've kind of put it to bed and I've kind of come to peace with it because I think to myself, how would I know how to be a good man unless I've been a fucking arsehole? Do you know what I mean? How yeah. would I know that, I, that drinking drugs aren't going to serve me unless I've fucking done copious amounts of it? How am I going to know that my, my wife diver- deserves more than just money and fucking nice things? How, would I, how do I know that? How would I know that my wife deserves respect unless I disrespected her and, and I've got that clarity? Do you know what I mean? So I think the truth, truth of it is, is mistakes are the only way we learn. 
Um, it's just when you keep repeating them and you don't learn that you you got to hold yourself accountable. So try not to harbour that guilt too much because it 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 can it can destroy you. Hundred percent, mate. And as I said, you know, you fucking sort of did. I mean, when me and the dean first met, um, I did a show in the Shard, and she was in London with her mates, and we were talking for ages. And you know, there was definitely a spark, man. Fucking hell, and. I met her for a bit and we, we caught up and uh, we just hit it off. Mm. Just really hit it off. And um, I said, right, for my birthday, why don't we go to Manchester? We're, 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 you know, we're both, uh, spend a few days there. Before I know it, she's already booked a fucking flight for Manchester. She's booked a hotel for us for my birthday. I'm thinking, fuck it. She wants that magician yeah. money, baby. I know, right? Yeah. <laughs> fucking hell. Um, and yeah. Uh, the night, the day before I went to Manchester um, to meet her, um, I was on a like a pub crawl in Brighton um, with my dad's mates and all that. And uh, fuck, I can't remember how many pubs we cleared out, mate. Fucking hell. a fair few. And um, I I ended up obviously getting some gear. And uh, now I'm going to Manchester the next day. I got in at two o'clock in the morning. Uh, my my oh. train, I oh, know, right? That's early for me, hmm. right? normally later but i ended up getting home uh, sorry i ended up getting to had the train had to be up uh, from crawley station to get the seven o'clock train get to houston and i think the train was something like half eight mm. i don't know something like that to manchester saw the mns six cans of their finest lager oh so you fucking showed up smashed mate basically oh, mate six cans of their finest lager bottle of champagne I thought yeah that'd be for the hotel room didn't even make fucking Manchester mate he was gone uh, and I still had obviously the gear I'm fucking on that on that train listening to my tunes getting pumped up listening to a bit of Oasis fucking having it oh this is going to be brilliant is it too early for it fuck it cans are open fucking the old fucking champagne corks going off nearly took someone's fucking eye out with it never mind I'm on the piss fucking fuck it shall I have one yeah why not fuck it in the toilet fucking you know put your phone out fucking hell mate proper going for it mate I've turned up I'm like hey white girl fuck it she's looked at me and if you know fuck me if you paint a picture or someone took a picture of that she'd be like what the fuck oh man now we had the best time and that is the honest truth but how did she did she know you were fucked Oh, fuck me. I think Stevie Wonder would have known, to be honest with you. I mean, it was that obvious. I was out in my fucking face, mate. And I got there at about 11. But it's just irrational, isn't it? I was fucking gone, mate. Yeah. You know, that, we're, yeah. the time's checking. Don't worry. We leave what, the bags there. We're going straight to the Witherspoon. Yeah. What was the, um, let me ask you, what was the, the pivotal moment, man? What was the pivotal moment? to, to make me think this is it. That I've got to go sober. Yeah. So I ended up doing a show in Wales and... I said to myself, I'm not going to drink, not going to drink, test yourself, not going to drink. Um, got there 10 in the morning. I went due to like, do a bit of performance till about six in the evening. I was, got off with a drink at about half 10, 11. And then we ended up going to this little seaside village. And fuck, that was it, man. I was getting shots and they're going, oh, it's not that sort of fucking party. Yeah, don't worry, I was on tour with the Libertines. You got to get this down, you fucking Gregory. Oh what the fuck do you know what I mean and it got to the point where I ended up calling Nadine at like half 10 11 o'clock when she's asleep she's got work the next day 
looked at my phone, I'm called her like fucking 50, 60 times. I've even called her sister saying, why not she answered? Oh. I know, right? And and I'm thinking too. Was you on the bag then as well? No, 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 no but just I fucking, drinking. I tried. I tried yeah. to get some, mate. In Wales. I know, right? I was fucking texting people. I know, right? I'm in Wales. Yeah, Wales is fucking massive. Whereabouts are you? Yeah. Mate, you're about fucking 60 miles away. Don't worry. I fucking, you know, yeah. just let me know. Oh, my God. Petrol. Did you do the show? Yeah, but it was embarrassing, mate. I even got told it was. It was fucking car crash, mate. Fucking car crash. Oh, mate. It was, mate. Bad. But do you know what? And that was it. I looked at myself and I said to them and I apologised. And they, they knew. They oh. even had a chat with me. And well, they said, said, you got a problem, mate. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They said, you you have. But they didn't tell me as if to be disrespectful or anything. They told me because they wanted to help me. And um, such a dent on your ego and your life, and it? it's a fucking, it is, it's the know, worst thing to hear from anyone, mate. Sort yourself do you out. You know the best thing about it though is that was my rock bottom. Yeah, and I couldn't have sunk any lower, mate, because mm. I was drinking far too much. I put on shitloads of weight, and I was pretending. I mean, fuck me, I was happy. I was, I was happy, but then it was still like I was a. Wouldn't say I was ashamed, but I was scared because I got the most amazing family, and I was, a, I was afraid mm. I was letting them down, yeah. and, and I was scared that I was a shit dad. And, and that's the truth of it you know I was mm. I was scared that I weren't going to be good good enough for my boy and that I couldn't and you got to set you know, an example as well and, man. and do you know what I am a fucking good dad yeah. he looks at me he smiles he loves everything I do I love everything about him I am a fucking fantastic dad mm. but because of this addiction it was saying oh, yeah, I don't know maybe you should just you know sort of mm. have a few drinks and, and it was a car crash mate fucking car crash so much so I looked I called her as, as she said Ben this is it now. It's either the drink or me. And I got to the point where I was that bad. I thought, well, nearly, well, fuck you. I'm going on with this. But something in me said, no, that's it. And I stopped. That was it. That was it. Hit the nail on the head there. I went, I went back to some meetings and I looked into it. And for the first time, I put my hands up and went, I'm an addict. I'm, mm. I'm powerless over drinking drugs. That's oh, it. God, that's hard, isn't it? It is, but it, it fucking yeah. saved me, mate. Mm. And I remember a month later, how's this for a test? I'm doing a show. Um, I'm in this band sharing this dressing room with this band and we've got all these people in there fucking chopping up on the side. Do you want one? And I'm like, fucking hell, mate, what the fuck is this? Um, no, no, I'm all right. I, I don't do that. So I'm not a cunt anymore. Do you know what I mean? Like, I'm not, I'm not going to do that. And I didn't. And I thought, well, how did I? Oh, see, ain't that odd? Exactly. Yeah. I thought, it is odd. Yeah. But it is, like you said, you still got to put the work in. And I remember... Um, Coughing where else it was. Mm. There was another situation about two months later, I ended up doing a festival, uh, mm. performing at a festival, which, I mean, everyone knows what happens at festivals, fucking mm. drinking drugs galore, people- Disco minge, mate. Oh my God. <laughs> fucking pills, fucking everyone's yeah, yeah. on the fucking piss. A lot. And I didn't feel the need to do anything. I thought, hang about, something's clicked here. Yeah. I don't feel the need. I'm walking mm. around with a bottle of water and I'm proud to go up to people saying, I'm in recovery, I'm all yeah. right, I'm sober. Well, well done, mate. Yeah, yeah. Do you know what I mean? Mate, first off, I'm proud of you, mate. Well Thank done. You, Thank you. Well done. It's always like really fucking refreshing to hear someone else's story that I can relate to so much. I think that a couple of things I just want to unpick and, and just yeah. emphasize for you, like where you said, you know, they say that cliche where you said, you know, I just had to admit I'm an addict. Mm. And then you said, I'm powerless over drinking drugs. I mean- the, the, the beautiful thing about that is the word addict and, and you know, I'm an addict is, it's a dirty word, right? And none of us want to use it. And like that on my, on when I was saying to you earlier that, you know, the other day when I got pissed off with someone on, on, on my Instagram, they were trying to fucking trigger me. Right. So they were saying to me, 
yeah, it ain't my fault that you're a crack addict, a crack addict, crack addict, and all this stuff, right? Now, I know the difference between crack and cocaine, yeah. but he was essentially saying there's no difference. But and then I looked into it. I'm like, right, it's, you're trying to trigger me, man, by saying that. Yeah. You're trying to trigger. And then he was going, addict, addict, addict. And I thought to myself, yeah, do you know what? Yeah, I am an addict, mate. And then I thought, and then I thought to myself, actually, do you know what, right? If we all fucking admit it, every single person on this fucking planet is an addict. We're all an addict. Everyone's an addict. We are habitual fucking creatures. That's literally how we learn by habit, by re repetition, right? Whether you're addicted to scrolling on your fucking phone, it's all dopamine hits, everything. Chocolate, sex, scrolling on your phone, social media, fucking watching porn, yeah, drink. Coffee. I mean, I'm bang on the coffees now. How many people do you know that can't function without coffee? You're a coffee addict, 100%. right? So I'm not taking that shit no more. Yeah, I am an addict, but it doesn't, you know, you can't, you can't call me. You're not, just because my addiction's worse and, and more dangerous. But my point is, you don't have to look at yourself really as an addict. You can just say what you did and hold your hands up and say, oh, once I start, I am powerless, okay. right? And that that's the truth because... You know, although sometimes it didn't get like that for me, sometimes I'd have a few and something in my head would go, don't get on the gear and do you know what? Just go home. Come on, man. You're taking the piss. Maybe two times out of 10, I'd do that. The other fucking eight times, I'm like, fuck this. Fuck, if she's ringing, I'm putting the phone down. If I'm supposed to be doing something, mate, I, for years and years and years and years, I was doing personal appearances, flying out to different fucking countries and da -da. I'll do the whole thing off me nut, smashed. You know, if if it weren't my gig to my to my audience, if it was my gig to my audience that I'd sold tickets to, I'd drink, but I wouldn't use. But yeah. if it was anyone else's gig, if it was a nightclub or anyone else's thing, I'd Fuck be it. like, yeah, because they wanted Dapper Laughs, right? Yeah. So, and Dapper Laughs was the king of the sesh, just the same as the rock star thing. So I think that's a great takeaway for people out there. You don't have to look at it as addiction. You just have to hold your hands up and say, you know, I'm powerless to it. Um, and the other thing is, you know, we got to use the things important to us as motivation. So like you said, you're, you know, you didn't want to be a shit dad. That was a, that's, no. that, that, that was, I mean, I'd, I'd been married a matter of a couple of months and my miss, and I, I was kicked out like two, three months, which should have been the happiest, it breaks my heart, should have been the happiest time of my life. But, you know, if it wasn't for my missus not putting up with my shit and, and putting her foot down, and not having my kids, there's no way. If I didn't have kids and her, there's, there's probably, I don't think I'd be sober. Like, yeah. there's no motivation for it, right? But this weekend, they were away. They went up to Manchester. They were away. And it was a bank holiday weekend. When it, I was fucking, mate, my triggers were going. Honestly. But only, like, at moments. Because yeah, now yeah, I yeah. see my triggers. With my triggers, you know, when you have, a, you think, oh, that's a nice thought. You, yeah. go, you go to yourself, oh, do you know what? I wouldn't mind. I would not mind a couple of beers in the beer garden with my mates. Oh, I'm missing out. I'm missing out. I can't, I can't. They're all getting pissed. And then you're like, hold on a second. If you really wanted a couple of beers with your mates in the pub, go and sit there and have an alcohol free beer. Or a fucking Coke. Or, or a Coke or lemonade, something. If, yeah. if it's, if it's the social situation, no, 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 that ain't what you want. What you want is to get absolutely smashed. And oh, I'm right. like, that is what I want. That is what I want. And I talk myself through that thing, mate. You're not interested like everyone else is capable of doing, having a couple of drinks. You're down there to get absolutely off your nuts. So no, mate. That ain't a good idea. If you have that conversation and then I'm back in the room. But if my kids are fucking running around while I'm having that conversation, it's easier. But when they're not there, it's a tough chat. <laughs> Fuck, 100%, mate. I mean, yeah. I, I still feel like that sometimes you go, oh, what if you did what? You I, think, I do that. I lie to myself. No, yeah. You're fucking, you've come this far. Yeah. Why, why would you want to? And what do you want? What do you actually want? Destruction. What do you want? What do you want? And I always think of the words. Yeah. I want to get fucked up, mashed. 
annihilated. I want to get, I want to get wasted. They're like these ain't positive words. It's oh, not like, I, it's not yeah. like I want, I want better well-being. I want to feel emotionally stable. Oh. I want to be a good father. I want to be a positive role model. It's like I want to get, get fucked. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, but it's like again, what I do now is if I ever get into a situation where I think or people try and peer pressure you, which. A lot of people don't do it now because they know no. how, how... My mate's an idea. Yeah, my mate's that silly. But another yeah. thing, another thing, you notice how many people don't fucking bother calling your yeah, of course, or anything of course. like that. All these people you used to think were yeah, fucking friends don't even fucking bother. Yeah, I mean... you. There's and two, that was a hard thing. Mate, that, I, I, I've cried on this podcast before about the fact that I know that I will never... My friends, some friendships and things will never be the same. But there's two ways you've got to look at it, right? There's two ways you've got to look at it. Those people aren't necessarily bad people. Like I've got a few people around me that the only thing I had in common with them was the session drinking. And unfortunately, when you go sober yeah. and, and you're and you're in a big mix of people that that was your culture, you're, some of them ain't got a problem with it, mate. Some of them can have a drink and a bit of a session and it ain't ruining their relationship at home. So, some people out there can drink and have a little session. No one minds. They ain't fucking up work. They ain't fucking up their, their work relationships and stuff like that. And they just don't want to be around you because they don't want to tempt you, right? Other people, it's like holding a mirror up to them and they're like, fuck me, if you're fucked uh, and I'm worse than you, then yeah, I'm proper yeah. fucked. I don't want to hear about it. So you've got, a, you know, no resentment, no beef. You've just got to let your, you know, you've got to be selfish, man. You know, I've got a guy that's working on, that does a bit of work for me and uh, I never even knew he had a problem. And he pulled me aside and said, mate, I'm, you know, uh, my wife's left me. I'm da, da, da. I never even knew he had a problem, but he's like, I've been listening to your podcast. And he, and I'll say to him, talk to me about anything, mate. And whenever I see him and he says, oh, you know, my sponsor's doing this. He's not returning my calls or, um, you know, all my friends are doing this. I'm like, fuck everyone, bro. This is your journey. Yeah. The most important thing right now to you is your sobriety, how you feel, right? Don't worry about making anyone else happy or needing other people. You have to be focused on yourself in order to be the best version of yourself for the people around you. Anyone else that ain't serving that, fuck them. 100%. Isn't it? 100%. There's, there's, a, there's a quote that I sort of live by. And when I first heard it, heard it I thought, what the fuck is that all about? But then it makes so much sense. Uh, Brandon Novak, mm. who was in Jackass and CKY or something like that. And uh, he's... He was a big, big heroin addict. I mean, he had everything. He had money. He could afford his addiction. And he was at rock bottom. He ended up, his story is incredible for people who I recommend listening to it. He was, ended up on the streets fucking sucking off blokes just so they could give him a fucking hit of heroin and shit like that, right? And he's turned his life completely round, right? And he does, uh, he hosts meetings. He writes books about it. And I think he's something like nine or 10 years clean, something like that. But the, the, the quote that I'm getting at is, the quote was, um, Sobriety has given me what drink and drugs has promised me. Mm. Fuck. Wow. When I, I first get it. heard that, but when I first heard it, I was like, what is this fucking clown on about? But now where I am, I'm like, fuck me. Because drink and drugs promise you a great time, promise you a happy life, promise you this and that. But that's a load of bollocks. Sobriety has given me everything drink and drugs has promised me. And it really has, mate. This, the, this last 11 months uh, coming up to my sobriety date, June the, uh, June the 30th, sorry when I do a year, it's given me everything, mate. It has on, I, I think I've lived my best year. You wow. know, I've done tours. I just, um, your work must be on another level, isn't it? It's oh, you're firing on different mate, cylinders. I'm the same. Mate, honestly, like, I mean, it was always, always good at what I do. You know, I'm not, I'm not a big headed person. Same as yourself. You know, you know, if you're good or if you're shit or something, mm -hmm. you know, and I, the magic's always been good at it. I mean, 
just done a, a free three and a half week tour with the Brian Jonestown Massacre, and they're you know they're fucking mental, mate. Right? They were back in. The, there's a documentary about them back in the I think come out in two thousand one, three something like that. But they were mental back in the day, right? And and I went on tour with them, and I was thinking, fuck, how's this gonna go? And do you know what? Anton, the lead singer, love him to bits. He made sure there was no drinks in my in my dressing room. He he looked after me. He mm. made sure. I had I soft that. drinks. He made. He looked after me. At one point, he uh, I opened the can up, and he thought it was a like a, a can of beer. And it he was like that. Oh no! <laughs> you you haven't got to fall back down there. It's it's it's, it's time step bad. And then um, I looked at him. I was like, "It's a fucking coke, mate." Like, oh, you're right. You're right. <laughs> yeah. But it's like. But I love that. That means that they've got. They're looking a, out. That, they, yeah, they were and, looking out for me. And listen, look. It's there's two ways of looking at looking at it all. You know, like and I. Uh, you know, it's it hurts me that I'm losing followers and, it, um, you know, I gain followers through the sobriety and I lose followers, you know, people like I can't listen to you no more. And, you know, because and it, it hurts sometimes. But the truth of it is, is um, when you start moving in a different direction in life, yeah. you know, you start moving in a different positive direction in life that that really can trigger some people. It really can. Like, people do not like to look at people doing something that they believe that they can't do. But if you are triggered out there that watching this, if you are triggered by anything that's being said, it means that, you know, your your subconscious is telling you that you need to look at what's going on. And it's just making that first step and admitting it, isn't it? That's it, basically. If, if I could advise anyone about this journey I've taken, you know, because as I said, I, I like yourself, get many messages of people saying, I want to do it. I'm afraid I'm going to miss out. I'm afraid. That's uh, the big one, isn't it? People, what the fuck are you going to miss out on, mate? You know, I've the been carnage. to gigs. I've been to gigs. Uh, I've watched the Happy Monday sober. I want to watch Paul Weller sober. I went to so many shows, mm. and they've been the best gigs I've ever been to. Why? Because I fucking remember it. Yeah, mate. And I, I used to, I used to think that I suffered. I used to think that I suffered with like social anxiety or anxiety or something. Because whenever I went out, I was always sketchy. I was always like, oh. And now I'm like, I'll go out. I'm like, this is quality. It was the fucking drink and the drugs. It, mate, it's mad, isn't it? It's a, it's like a mask, isn't it? it you get you up, you but you do get you to a point. It. The only difference is, is with the drink and the drugs, you're without without the drink and the drugs. You can't pretend that you that you're interested in no. the shit people talk. So there always does come a point for me when I'm out. I'm like, yeah, this is a load of bollocks, mate. I'm off. You know, drunk people and people, and I hate saying it because I was the worst. My mate used to call me the arm tapper because I'd be like, oh, listen, oh, listen, yeah, listen, yeah. listen, listen. Oh my God, what do you reckon on aliens? What do you think on like when I was off me nut? And um, now I'm like, I'm like, uh, one, because I can't be fucked with it. And two, I look at them, I'm like, oh, that was me, man. Oh, that's the worst thing though. When you see someone like that and they're off the fucking nut and they're just chatting at like hundred miles an hour and you go, fuck, that was me. me. Yeah. And then they ask you a question and you're like, can I speak now? Yeah, yeah. Like, fuck me, man. But I mean, yeah, like man. I said, what a life. Yeah. Know? And that's, that's, if I can take anything out of this, it's that, you know, I've lived my life. The party has to stop sometime. And for me, I've, I've had great parties. You know, anyone mm. who said, you know, you, you get people say, oh, I had a bad time on drinking drugs. Fuck me. You should have done them with me. You would, you would have had the best party of your fucking life. Mm. Right. Yeah. At the same time, that's not how you live. You know, no. you're, you're sort of masking it. You're, you're, you're sort of playing up to it saying, yeah. it's all right to do this. Fuck it ain't. Yeah. And I, I'm now, as I said, where I am now, clean living under difficult circumstances. Love that. You know what I mean? Love that. Before you go, because we have got to wrap it up, give me that quote again that you said. 
Sobriety is giving me what drinking drugs have promised me. I love that. Where can they find you on Instagram and you, uh, I, Twitter? Instagram, Twitter. I need to build my following up on that, right? So you yeah. can give me a little push with that because yeah, some yeah. geezer hacked me about fucking... I know. Oh, right. Yeah, it was, all it, it was him, send, it was him sending the dick pics, yeah? No, 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 no. <laughs> yeah. But it's like all this cryptocurrency shit and people are like, oh, Ben, is it real? Will I get a Mercedes and shit? And I'm thinking, what the fuck? Turn it in. But yeah, it's like, there's about four different accounts on Instagram, but one's like the Magic Mod. Uh, and then on Facebook, a page, mm. the Magic Mod. And then yeah. on Twitter is my main one, uh, Taylor Mod on Twitter. Mm. And that's where... I'm I'm always active on that because I do like a bit of a tweet. We'll put it. We'll put. We'll, yeah, appreciate I appreciate that, man. We'll put Thank it up. You so mate. much, brother. Thank, Thank you, you for, for sharing me. your Thank story, you. Ben. Mate, it means that, a lot. Thank you. That was great. All right, guys. Thank you very much. Make sure you go and uh, follow the Magic Mod on Twitter. Um, yeah, man. Uh, this is this is what this is all about. Interesting stories. Very relatable. Really related to the stuff you're saying about your partner. You know what I mean? Thank you for sharing that. Um, and I think it's uh, a beautiful thing to take away from this is if you're in a position where, you know, you know, you've got a bit of a problem, everything's going a little bit wrong for you, uh, but you're like, oh, I'm going to miss out. I don't want to miss out on the social aspect. I don't want to stop going down. Put it this way. If you've done it for long enough and you've rinsed it and you've done it for, for long enough, just look at sobriety as, oh, right, I'm going to try something new. I'm going to try and enjoy something new, enjoy a new look. And you don't have to do it forever if, if if you don't want to. If that's too scary for you, give yourself a bit of time. But uh, I think we're both here living proof that um, life gets better. 100%, man. Life gets better. Thank you very much. Subscribe. Get my tour tickets. Come see me live. Their tour is on sale. 28 dates across the UK. Do not miss that. Come, jump on my Instagram. I'm funny as fuck, mate. <laughs> Honestly, if you're bored of the sobriety chat, come along and I'm going to do sobriety jokes. No, I'm joking. And we're going to have a good chat on there. Hit me up on Instagram. Make sure you follow my guy here. And um, yeah, that is Menace to Sobriety. Sharing is caring. Thank you very much. Mm -hmm.